0: All right, Darren, what's coming up on episode four of the Always Loyal podcast?
1: Jordan, this is a first. We've got breaking news. San Diego Loyal has executed a trade with a fellow USL club. We'll tell you what is on its way to San Diego and assistant coach Nate Miller will be here to provide us even more detail.
0: Hey, this is Stephanie Polonia, Director of Ticket Sales here at the San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. And you're listening to the Always Loyal Podcast. 2022 tickets are on sale now. So give me a call at 858-465-4625 or visit sdloyal.com to buy your tickets today. All right, Darren, here we go. Episode four of the Always Loyal Podcast. This one going to be a little bit different for us. A trade has gone down. We'll talk to Nate Miller about it here in a couple of minutes. But Darren, how about this? We have a deal just a few weeks before the regular season kicks off.
1: Yeah. How about us? Just a couple of USL insiders here on the Always Loyal podcast. When you think journalism in USL, you think about Darren Smith and Jordan Carruth in the Always Loyal podcast. Jordan, I look forward forward to hearing Nate Miller tell us all about Thomas Among who is announced by the club. This very well is likely to be the first time many of you will hear that name. We'll hear the news that he has been traded from Colorado Switchbacks, Colorado Springs, to San Diego. I'm looking forward to a little bit of insight here from Nate Miller. He is a scoring forward. He is a number nine. Will Nate Miller fill us in on some of the details? But another addition and just more breaking news From old Woj Bomb, Carruth himself.
0: Yeah, truth Bomb. That's what that is right there. (laughs) Uh, uh, Darren, I was thinking about it before I even saw this news come down or heard about the news. I was thinking, talking about, like, who's going to be the leading scorer for Loyal in the 2022 season? This might change uh, some people's opinions. It's just thinking about the position itself. San Diego have had a lot of different players they've relied on to score goals. If you go back to that 2020 season, it was Irvin Parra that we were throwing out their center stage. Uh we've we've seen players as good as Miguel Berry. Uh Ben Spencer was with the team for two years, no longer with the team now. Corey Herzog not returning to the team, Augie Williams not returning to the team. We've had players like Francis Atuahene playing up front. So this is this is a position that San Diego. Uh, we've seen a lot of different players. We've seen at times a lot of goals and when things are clicking, things are nearly unstoppable for this club. And that's what they're hoping to get here in this trade.
1: Absolutely. Right. And I will say a little, uh, only, a, a, a mild level of surprise for me, Jordan, only because I had a chance to go out there to Torero stadium, like a lot of other people did on Saturday night, recently here against club Tijuana and see for the very first time, Kyle Vassell, who comes over from English soccer, uh, long time friend of Charlie Adams back from their Brentford days, had a chance to see some of the video clips. I'm sure some of you have seen as well. If you were paying attention, getting up to speed on some of the newer players and you figure, okay, you know, the chatter around Torero stadium was here's a number nine, like here's a real number nine. And the story that we've heard so far about uh, Thomas among is, you know, very much another number nine coming over from, from Colorado, from switchbacks. So you know, that, that's, that's a little bit of depth there. And you know, we know one of the core principles for San Diego Loyals based on competition. So I would think there's a little bit of competition there, certainly up top. He is, uh, you know, from Cameroon, he's 24 years old. He played at the highest levels of European football in Norway uh, for, for a uh, Norwegian club. So, you know, there's, there's a lot there that we're going to learn from Nate Miller, but just interesting to already be packing up a little bit of depth, at that same position here with a couple of different players from Vassell now into Among. Let's find out what is the impact of Among. uh, What is the expectation
0: for that position with several new players that are now available to San Diego Loyal and a few preseason matches under their belt. We'll talk to Nate Miller about all of it. How does it impact San Diego Loyal? We'll find out next.
1: Phoenix uh, getting away a little bit from there. Back and forth rotation. There is Blake. Welcome back to the always loyal podcast. Let us say hello to Nate Miller, assistant coach with San Diego Loyal. As we enter season number three, about midway point of the preseason mentioned it in segment. Number one, there is a new player for us to discuss. We've got our capital J journalism pants on here today. Let's talk to Nate Miller about Thomas among let's find out all the details here on San Diego Loyal's newest edition. Nate, good to see you. Thank you very much for joining the always loyal podcast. Great to be on with you guys. It's nice to see you again. So this is this is new for us. We're breaking a little bit of news here on this week's episode. Tell us what you can tell us about Thomas Among, the player who's been around. He's got an interesting pathway to San Diego. Tell us a little bit about him.
2: Sure. So the way this has happened, it's been a trade with the Colorado Springs switchbacks. Um, so in some conversations with them in the offseason, um, we've agreed to trade. Hajib uh, Dukadir, in return, we get Thomas among, which is a player we're really high on. So, um, 24 year old from from Cameroon originally. Um, yeah, just great great physical skill set. Gives us more depth up front, and it just a whole different profile that we've had. And his background, obviously, grew, grew up in Cameroon, but the big club he's been at is MOLDA, um, which is in Norway, which is the biggest club in Norway, and he's played almost um, almost 50 games there as a young player. So. Um, he's played at a high standard, and um, we're hoping when he comes here, we can kind of get him back on track to the level he was at um, a few years ago.
1: And and trades at this level, not normal. I, yeah, you've got more experience in this league than than any of us. But, but uh, unusual to see a trade go down between a couple of clubs, huh? Yeah,
2: it is unusual. I think you'll see more of it in the future as um, players are better, contracts are longer, things like that. Um, but... Yeah, it is unusual. I've seen a few of them, um, but yeah, it just means that we take up, um, you just swapping contracts basically. Um, but yeah, it usually happens through as these things are through like casual conversation and poking around. And next thing you know, you're, you're talking seriously about something and I think they got what they wanted in some depth at holding midfield. And, and we were looking for, for just athleticism and just a whole different type of, of player up front. And we saw them, you know, we saw them on film a lot this year and I personally really liked them and, um, yeah, he's the one He actually drew, drew the red card in the opening round of the, of the playoffs against Orange County when, when they played Orange County and lost some penalties. So
0: hmm. how involved are you with trade talks?
2: Yeah, this one was more LD. He was just talking pretty casually with, with Brendan Burke. So they were just kind of talking and next thing you know, he calls me, he's like, Hey, Amongs available. So then obviously as a staff, we're all like all over the film and doing all that stuff and watching everything and calling know, why is this person available? Cause we're all jaded and everything. So, um, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where, uh, th- it just kind of depends. This one was uh, more LD talking with Brennan Burke and then things kind of progress from there. So,
0: uh, you mentioned that you're trading away Haji to Colorado in the deal. Uh, right. why are you guys comfortable? Why are you okay seeing him go?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I uh, Len and I talk about this stuff all the time. It's like right player. Right coach, right club, right time. Um, so, something against haji just wasn't the right fit for us. Um, and you know, hopefully, we're, we, both parties work hard. And Among is the right fit for us. So, so much of football really is just the right connection, the right time. And we we addressed our depth in midfield differently. We were really happy with Camden Riley so far. Um, he just kind of fits what we need, and so. Um, yeah, I think, and more, our need was more upfront. We wanted to make sure we were really athletic and better in the box, both boxes. And so, um, yeah, I think that both sides just need different things. And, and I, and I think the fit will be better for, for all four, both clubs and both players.
1: So you also added this off season, Kyle Vassell. And I wonder how you see the two of them on the same roster. How, how do you make that work?
2: For sure. Well, first of all, everyone has to earn their place and everyone has to be pushed. So I don't think players are at their best when they know they can just walk into an 11. So I think this is good for everyone. This is good for everybody. It's good for Guido. It's good for Kyle. It's good for among, it's good for everybody. So I think that that is healthy on a team. Um, it's important to do two things at once to really become close as a team, create an extremely good culture and good environment. But at the same time, everyone knows that like they have to perform. So first of all, that's really important. Um, And secondly, like, there's no reason, you know, both of those guys can play together. That's not a problem. That's something that we can see Um, among will is just coming back from a short term injury. So we'll be able to see more soon, but um, yeah, I think it's one of those that there's a lot of different looks and, and now with the open cup and the full schedule, it's more of a grind in the league and you can't just have one guy you need, you need multiple guys. And also just, Evan Conway has had an incredible preseason and is going to be very important for, for us too. So we have we have multiple options there for sure.
1: That's good. And, and yeah. Nate, you have a quick thought for us just on what we've seen a couple of matches for the public against Vancouver, most recently against Club Tijuana, uh, others behind closed doors. What, what have you seen? What have you liked thus far about the preseason?
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's great to do it for the cl- from like the club standpoint, having open door preseason is fun. Um, for us, starting that week, two is hard because you're just not ready for that. So it was good, healthy for the players mentally, knowing that, like, you know, when you open the doors in a stadium, you have to perform and there's no just, you know, you can't just be in preseason mode. And so I think that's helped us because the games have felt more, quote, unquote, real than normal preseason games because you're everyone's held accountable by paying fans in the stands and we feel responsibility if someone pays to watch you play football, you have to perform at the highest possible standard. So I think that's made for the intensity of the matches to be very high, um, to be sure. So I think we've the progress so far in preseason has been good. We've, we were very happy with it. A lot of that is because of continuity from last season. So that's a huge piece of, we're not building every year separately. We're building something bigger over the course of time. So you just don't start fresh every year, but we've been happy with it. We're getting, we got 75 minutes for each player against Cholos. And so this coming weekend will be our first 90 minute
0: Coach, something I've noticed. Yeah. Something I've noticed in the preseason is uh Koke Vegas has started a net. Uh, for both matches that we're talking about that have been open to the public is, uh, would it be easy to read into that? Is that the starting goalkeeper as we roll into 2022?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's a secret. Like we didn't bring a guy like that here to not to not play. So um, when you bring in a guy like that, you bring him to play. And so also just him coming from a different culture to a new league, you, you have to like start, especially as a goalkeeper, the communication, just the, all the little things, the intangibles that make you, attain clean sheets, you have to get started right away. So um look the other goalkeepers obviously Austin and Ant are both very, very good goalkeepers. And so um yeah, I mean we we brought him here to to be the guy. Now he's there's always accountability in football. Like he has to perform. Um but you know he's got a um a great skill set.
0: Clearly a goalie is important to any club like it's an important position. Why is that position so important to what you guys do with SD loyal? Cause you've had some great goalies so far. We've only had yeah, two seasons, um, with the club, but John Kempin, Trey Mews, like there's been some really, really big names and others as well, obviously. Um, why is that position so important for what you guys do specifically?
2: Well, I'm not a goalie coach to be fair. So Matt Hall could say, that. but from our perspective and actually Landon says this a lot, he's, you know, he, the feeling when he he talks about it from a player's perspective, the feeling you have walking out the starting 11 and that feeling that goalkeeper gives you is extremely powerful. So I think just how the team feels about the goalkeeper impacts performance a lot, because just there can be no mistakes. There can be no, you can play a great game and have one mistake and, and then no one is happy. And so, so, you know, it's a position with a ton of pressure on it, but I would just say the confidence that goalkeeper exudes on the other 10 players is like, Probably that and striker, I think, changes. Like, when you know you're going to score, like, when you know you're going to score, like, the level of anxiety, how much that reduces anxiety for a team, rather than, like, man, I hope we need to walk the ball in the net today. It's a whole different feel. Um, And then the same with goalkeeper. It's, like, especially, you know, you're hanging on to a lead late, difficult environment, and you know that goalkeeper is coming for the cross, and you can trust them. It's just a whole different feel. Um, So I just think that how it makes the team play um, is, is the crucial one there from my perspective. I'm, you know, I'm not a goalie
1: goalie coach. So I I have one final one and and it would be on the position most directly in front of the keeper, you know, and, and I I realize that it's subjective, but Josh Yarrow was a pretty important player last year. Obviously, 2022 is going to be without Josh Yarrow, but you brought in other center backs and I wonder just how you see, you know, that grouping in particular rounding in the form thus far.
2: Yeah. Hugely important. Um, I think Josh Yarrow was our most important player last year. I also love Josh Yarrow as a person. I mean, he's an incredible person. Um, and so I still just spoke with him this week. He's, you know, he look, this, this was a win because you have to think about it more long-term. I know maybe it's disappointing not to have him back, but when we brought him here, I had a conversation with Josh. I tracked him for a while. I said like let us help you get back to MLS. And so when the opportunity comes, you have to be like open with it and let him go back to MLS, you know? And so obviously he'll be part of the MLS when, you know, St. Louis joins the next year. Um, so we're happy for him. Uh, so obviously with Kyle Adams and Nico Boxel, um, Kyle, um, statistically like really hit all the points we look for in the center back to play how we want. So that was one that kind of popped to us throughout the season as we were scouting. And then Nico was um, was a was a guy that we've known in the past, but just kind of came back on the radar in the off season. He's very very good. He hasn't been able to play in games. Um, Visa stuff still getting you know dotting the i's and crossing the t's, but he's um, he's he has got a lot of quality as well.
0: As I'm preparing for this podcast, I knew one thing I wanted to talk about was the idea of getting off to a hot start in the 2022 season. Looking back to 2020 clearly a a weird start because you get two matches in pandemic hits. But then after that, a little bit of a slow start. Once games resumed uh, 2021, the first four matches were difficult. And as I'm preparing for this and thinking about it, I remember the coaching staff, talk about how it takes time for this system to really kind of find itself. And you need a lot, you need matches into the season to kind of get things going. And so sometimes uh, maybe the very first match of the season isn't exactly where you want it to be. How do you balance that? How do you balance wanting to get off to a really hot start without compromising what you want to accomplish long-term?
2: Yeah, it's a big question with with a lot to discuss. I think, I mean, trying to summarize, I think, continuity from like when you're starting a club from scratch, no one knows anyone. So that, that's very difficult. Um, and then year two, we, you know, the roster wasn't what we wanted it to be year one. And so there's a lot of changes. So a lot of it is just continuity that right? it does not feel like, you know, we feel like we're progressing a lot from last year. And so having players that you want um that are that are here, that have established culture, but you know, also how we play, and that's very important. So that's why it feels different. However, I will say that like you know, Len and I joke about this all the time. Everyone loves their roster in preseason. No one thinks they're going to finish that pod in preseason. But it's also, it's interesting to hear you talk about the start because four games is a start, but the first 13 games are the first third of the season. And like we went nine beaten after that. And so it's like, just depends what you define as a start. I mean, those are both four away games and very hard games. Um, So you just look at what good teams, like really good teams win five away games in the USL, like literally. So just go back and look, it's kind of crazy. And so, you know, we did get off to a very poor early, early start, but like the first third of the season was acceptable. um, And then it was more towards, towards the end that that hurt us. Um, So I think continuity is the first thing. Um, Obviously some of it comes down to scheduling. Um, and I think our, our early schedule is hard again. Um, and so we're going to be tested and I don't think we're experienced enough to know that, you know, just cause it's people like you or don't like you, what everyone else thinks doesn't really matter. Um, y- you can't go on a schedule and say, I think that's a win or that's a draw. Like football does not work that way. It's almost the opposite of that. And So, um, you can't go on that first long trip to Tulsa and then to Phoenix thinking that, you can beat Tulsa. You have to go there and freaking beat Tulsa because it's they're a hard they're hard games, you know.
1: Do you have the whole schedule memorized?
2: No, like the first, I'd say first 10 come to me pretty quickly. But after that, I have no idea. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think, um, do you think this is your deepest roster yet as you, cause the 2020 season, it's so different because there was what, like 16 games. I think like it was so, it was so limited and then 2021's a different schedule. And now 2022 is a completely different setup for you guys. Once again, do you think this is the deepest roster you have for a longer season?
2: Yeah, it's different because we've just, we've, you know, made Uh, a conscious decision not to rely on loans. Um, So that's a whole different so hopefully um, deeper consistently. There have been times where we've been very deep but it's been very short periods of time because of relying on loans. So I would say yes um, quality of depth. But again you don't necessarily I feel that way. Yes. You don't know until the guys that you're relying on to be depth players perform. So I mean that's TBD. That's up to the team. That's up to the squad. So I feel that way. Yes. And for me, depth is not, is not 20 players. They're like, Oh, they're good. It's like, for me, depth is when it's one, one, you know, away to orange County, you're putting the guy in because you trust him. Like it's one of those things that's like depth is only the guy to the extent you really trust the guy in a big game or else it's not real depth. That's just like filling out a roster depth is who you trust um, in big moments. And so we would rather have like 16, 17 guys that we believe 100% in, um, rather than like, you know, 23 that were are like, uh, you know, so I think it's, it's different. It, but, and that's why you have to, with recruitment, get guys who can fill in different positions. So you kind of have depth at different spots.
1: So can, I, I was, I swear we were going to let you wrap after this, but you said something there that was so interesting. <laughs> that me. was a phenomenal answer, by the way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and I think what stood out was, was you talking about loans, you know, cause you know, we would see Augie Williams come in and Douglas Martinez and, and, and has there been a, a philosophical shift for the club heading into 2022?
2: Yes, hundred um, percent. We had to, we felt like just to build, just for internally as a squad, I think even if I'm taking off my, like I'm not an owner like Lennon is. And so like talking about like how the club, like how you get attachment between players and cl- and team and sorry, supporters and team and things like that it was extremely disruptive. I'm not going to lie to you. It was extremely disruptive. It was very important for us because we had to do it to get the quality that we needed, um, at the time. And those players helped us. Like, th- was it easy, like getting, losing Jack Mayer after five games, but when he was here, he really was good for us. And it was great for him. And I think it's important as a club to know where you stand in the hierarchy of world football. And like, part of our niche is helping certain guys in moments of their careers and helping them while they help us. And that's good, man. Like those relationships now are great going forward and and our club can celebrate those guys, but for us to win stuff and to achieve the goals we needed to like we needed continuity. We needed guys who are like just solely focused on this. Um, And that way we, I, my hope is that we'll have more consistent performance um, months of the year and not have a two months where no one can touch us. Um, And then maybe a month that like we're, it's, we're really struggling. So Mm -hmm. hopefully it brings about more consistency. And I would just say from a personal perspective, a lot more enjoyment, you know, a lot more enjoyment.
1: Nate Miller. Thank you very much. Really appreciate you doing this. Thank you.
2: All right, guys. Take care.
0: right, there he is, the assistant coach for San Diego Loyal, Nate Miller, giving us a lot to talk about.
1: That was a lot, Uh, and we appreciate that because, you know, full disclosure here behind the curtain, Jordan and I were set to record on uh, an afternoon session, and we found out about five minutes before we were scheduled to record episode four of the Always Loyal podcast that Nate Miller, assistant coach, would be available to us so he can tell us a little bit about Thomas Among and tell us how he fits in with the 2022 squad. So uh, that, that went to places I don't know that you and I were, were necessarily thinking about. And Jordan, I got to say, as, you know, as insightful as it was to learn a little bit about the newest player, I thought it was also really interesting to hear about the philosophy for San Diego Loyal with regards to loans and players being loaned from MLS. I thought that was really fascinating towards the tail end.
0: I think anyone can relate to the idea of wanting to have more control in their lives. And it feels like this is just something that San Diego is going through, learning how to control, have as much control as possible on their roster instead of having, let's say, a random injury in Columbus during a training session completely impact what's happening in San Diego or anything else that could potentially impact San Diego Loyal. So you want as much control as possible rolling in. This is a way to do it. This is a way to do something different and try not to have to put yourself in a position where you're introducing guys mid-season, relying on guys at points. I mean, there's players um, that come from major league soccer that will have the most talent on the field, but there will be moments during a season where, you know, you're kind of forced to play him, but then also. He may not be available to you when you need a most composed season time. So it, it's quite the dance that you go through and it's the dance they've gone through the first two years.
1: Yeah. Right. Cause we, we can sit off the tops of our heads and we can talk about John Kempen from season number one. We could talk about Miguel Berry over the first couple of seasons. We could talk about, well, here comes Augie Williams and here comes Douglas Martinez. Well, their clubs expect them to play. And what does that mean for your players who have been here since training camp? What does that mean internally? So, you know, what does that mean in terms of, of picking up a system that we've heard at times can be a little bit more challenging than it might be in other places for me, Jordan, this, this goes back to something that Andrew Vassiliadis told us on the very first ever episode of the always loyal podcast, which was Landon saying publicly, well, we don't have the money of this and we don't have the money of that. And Landon's like, what do you, Andrew then says, well, what do you need? Well, here's what we need. Well, here's what you got. You know, you need to go out you need to sign Kyle Vassell. You need to add a little bit of depth, like we've talked about here today with Thomas Amon. You need to, to bring in some new center backs here and not rely on who's available from an MLS club. Then here you go. The, this, is, this is what we're willing. So it's, it's interesting. It ties back to that very first conversation that we had with Andrew Faciliadis about what the makeup's going to be of the 2022 roster.
0: Did Nate push back on the slow start question?
1: I thought he pushed back a little bit. I think he pushed Uh, back a little.
0: In a respectful way. Very respectful. I think it was really well done on his part. People should push back on this podcast. And he did there a little bit. Now, I think it's fair to say they got off to a slow start with those first four matches. Clearly, now, four matches out of 30-plus, you can overcome it. And San Diego did. And they proved last year that when everything is lined up how they want it, and when they have control of their players and they have the talent that they want, they can be un- unstoppable. Like they can beat anyone mm. in this league anywhere. And so
1: they proved that. I, I, I thought what Nate was telling you though was, yeah, we got off to a slow start, but you know what really hurt us? Was the slow finish. Yeah. We figured out a way to dig ourselves out of that hole. And though reaching Phoenix, they were out of touch, right? You You couldn't but we knew where we were. We were clear of orange County and it was the stumble across the finish line that likely did in loyal postseason wise. Mm-hmm. They felt very much. And you and I felt very much doing match day live that this team was in the left lane and it was cruising towards a second place finish in a home playoff game. And then that unraveled a little bit towards the tail end of it. So I think he agreed with your point. I think he also though, from the inside, was indicating, yeah, it was more about our our stumble down the stretch here that probably did us in more than anything else.
0: Right, and I would agree with that, and I think that was more of a result of injuries that happened and like really brutal injuries, by the way. Uh, not that we need to go down making a bunch of excuses, but the injuries that did happen, like, were really, really bad, and so those kind of pile on, and that completely cuts into your depth late into the season when you need depth. Uh, as much as any time and so I I would agree that the slower finish hurt the club more than the slower start because they were able to overcome that and there was a they were playing better than anyone in the league for a long stretch in that summer there was a point where like could they catch Phoenix now Mm -hmm. that disappeared and it disappeared rather quickly, but they did get themselves after losing the first four they put themselves back in a position where you at least wondered if they could not only catch Phoenix, but surpass Phoenix, which that's impressive. So if they could get the guys in here that can stay here and they're the guys that they want here, well, it looks like they're set up for success.
1: Absolutely. And I think what we've seen now, the two matches that the public's been allowed to go to against Vancouver and against club Tijuana, we've seen the same starting 11. Haven't we good to get confirmation that Coque uh, Vegas appears very much to be goalkeeper. Number one, I'll tell you what else is going to be interesting to to pay attention to, Jordan, here. I had a chance to see Jack Blake at Torero Stadium who's in street clothes. He's still recovering from an off-season surgery. It's going to be interesting to to see, you know, how this group comes together here through the preseason into the regular season. And, and, you know, those who are returning from injury, and Blake said he'll be back at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later. But it'll be interesting to, to see this group take flight started season here coming up on March 12th, which is right around the corner and then how newer pieces or returning pieces are going to sprinkle in. If you would have told me this off season, okay, you know, Jack Blake might miss the start of the 2022 season. You'd say, well, of course he's, he's going to get a starting job back. And now all of a sudden I, you just heard Nate Miller talk about the importance of competition. Uh, we've seen a starting 11 go back to back here. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see the way that, that develops just in terms of, of who it is here as the season gets underway on March twelfth.
0: There was a lot of really good answers in there. My favorite answer from Nate Miller there was talking about depth and saying that depth is only the players that you trust in the moments that matter most. That's depth. When you trust someone at Orange County in the 89th minute to go on there and help score a goal for your team. That's yep. depth. I Can thought that, that was a, that was a fantastic answer.
1: I, and I think one of the things that's really noticeable to Jordan is, is, you know, this group looks different, you know, it just looks physically different than some of the clubs that you and I had that front row seat for doing match day live. You know, you're talking about players that, I mean, almost every single player other than the one that we focused on tonight and Thomas among is six feet or taller, you know, and you could see them out there. They're just physically, they, they look a lot different. So it it would appear to be a, a different cut of player that we've seen here 2022 so far.
0: You were there Saturday night as San Diego uh, played host to Club Tijuana. You got to see the Charlie gear. Um, There's some other news that was announced earlier this week when it comes to kits rocket league will be displayed on the front of the Jersey this year for San Diego loyal. That's not what Darren saw. At least I don't believe that's what you saw Saturday night, but you did get a glimpse of some Charlie gear with SD loyal. Didn't you?
1: Oh, well, we saw a ton. Cause just even walking into Torero stadium and seeing a lot of the club Tijuana supporters that showed up, you know, they're still all rocking the Charlie gear for Cholos and then seeing loyal players wearing their training gear, which is available at the team store in mission Valley but knowing that rocket league is going to be the shirt sponsor right there across the front, March 3rd, Jordan kit reveal, Liberty station, stone brewing can't come soon enough. Super excited to see what it looks like. You know, you can tell there are a couple of people around the club who have pictures on their phones and they're keeping them very, very close to the vest, but uh, March 3rd rocket league across the front, that's something different heading into 2022 kit reveal coming up March there, but it was, it was a good atmosphere, good environment. And then seeing all the Cholos kits with the Charlie logo just made me even more excited to see what loyal unveils coming up on the third.
0: What was it like to hear the locals at Torero stadium again?
1: So good. It just was so good. And it was a cold, wet night up there. So many of those nights you and I would be broadcasting pitch side. It was just great. It was great to hear them. Chavos, they loyal, rainbow loyal. A ton of good food options up there in the courtyard. So it was great to be back and see so many familiar faces, people with the club, people who are supporters of the club. It was just fantastic. It, It made me super excited to get the regular season going.
0: Yeah. March 3rd, kit reveal at Stone Liberty Station. And then also coming up following that March 12th, season opens up at home against Los Angeles. Good stuff from Nate Miller. We do appreciate his time. He gave us a lot of good stuff. On the trade, Landon Donovan, his impact on that trade itself, starting the conversations, um, the changes rolling into 2022, talking about depth and talking about a philosophy change for the club after two years rolling into year number three, which that's, a, that's not a small change. That's That's a pretty big nugget we learn. And we do appreciate him taking the time to join us. This is episode four of the Always Loyal Podcast. We ask that you subscribe. You can review, leave a comment. Leave some stars if you would like. We would appreciate it. And Darren, we'll chat with you next week for episode five. Looking forward to it.